And I'm Kyle Ketridorian. And you're listening to another episode of The Accessible Stall. What are we going to talk about today, Emily? Oh my gosh, I'm really excited for this one. We're going to talk about exercise. And look, I know that that is not everybody's favorite topic, but we're not just talking about any exercise. We're going to be talking about inclusive, accessible, adaptive fitness. And I think it is such an important topic, not one that we talk nearly enough about. And not only that, but we have some pretty cool special guests to do it. Oh my God, are you saying that inclusive exercise is not just some pipe dream? It's not. It's not. And we have real live people who are going to talk to us about it today. Do you want to introduce yourselves? <laughs> yeah. So my name is Matt Nay, and I'm the founder of Kakana. Hi, Matt. Hi. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. And I'm Louise Fay, and I'm an adaptive boxing coach for the Kakana team, and I'm based over here in the UK. Amazing. So this is, have we ever had, we've had a couple of international guests. Yeah, but the, it, it is a specialty. It's a rarity for us. Yeah, this is, this is a rare occasion. We are so excited to have both of you, and I'm immediately ready to dive into this conversation because I'm already super pumped and I want everybody else to be just as pumped. So I'm going to let Kyle take it away with the first question. Oh man, it's a tough act to follow with all that enthusiasm. I got to try to match it. <laughs> so uh, this one's for, for you, Matt. Uh, can you tell us why you founded Kakana and like what it's all about? Yeah. So, you know, I had a previous company that was taking me into uh, classrooms and Constant, and we were we were. Our goal was to uh, keep kids moving and students moving throughout the day. And to make a long story short, while I was in the classroom, I kept noticing that teachers would continually tell students to just do what they can. And I kept asking, you know, why is that? And you know, it wasn't the teacher's fault because they were streaming the exercise that I had given them. It was my fault, and so. I kind of went home and, and just dove into accessible fitness and inclusive fitness and exercise. And I found, to my surprise, just nothing, no, no community that you could wrap yourself around and really believe in that was it was there to to promote accessible fitness. You know, you, you see these companies like Peloton and Mirror that are pushing these amazing communities and fitness together. And I kept asking myself, well, why, why can't there be something like that that's accessible first? And from there, it was just off and running. Uh, I fell in love with what we were doing and, and haven't stopped since. I mean, I have to admit, um, whenever I see an ad for something like Peloton or Mirror, uh, especially before I learned about Kakana, I would definitely find myself feeling kind of bummed and excluded because yep. there's no way that I can get on a Peloton. Kyle, I don't know if you can. I cannot. <laughs> no. And, you know, our bodies um, are not <laughs> designed for that. Yeah, they, they don't work for those machines. <laughs> and so... 
Um, I know it's something that we've talked about before, Kyle, you know, how we're always looking for ways to make fitness work for us. And I think that this is an answer to that. And so I'm particularly excited about that. Um, I also really wanted to loop in Luis, though, because I'm interested in knowing a little bit about how you ended up being so very into adaptive exercise. I know that you do um, cardio boxing. And so maybe if you could just share a little bit about your journey, how you ended up with Kakana, and also, you know, what it is that makes you so passionate about sharing adaptive fitness with other people. So um, my disability came later in life. Um, and so I'd always competed in mainstream sport and I was a police officer for 10 years. So I'd always, you know, been strong, fit, confident, independent. Um, and as my new life started to sort of, you know, develop, um, I wanted to get involved in, in sport and the no brainer for me was to get back in the pool. I'd swum all my life, um, very, very successfully. Um, so, Hey, let's go for para swimming. So got in the pool, timings were really, really good. I contacted um, Team GB um, for the, to, to have a look at my Paralympic times and they were really excited by me. They asked me to fill out um, a form and then came back and said, unfortunately, you're not disabled enough. And that was my first experience of being involved in disabled sport. So... Off the back of that, I went and found just a personal trainer, and we used to train in the gym, doing standard gym stuff. Um, and I just looked at the punch bag in the corner of the room and said, why did I never do that when I was standing? Why, why did I never do that? I'd love to have done it. And he just looked at me and said, why don't you do it in your chair? And the rest was really from history. Um, but there was the adaptive boxing didn't exist. There's been versions of it. People have boxed in wheelchairs. Of course, people have done that in the past, but nobody's taken ownership of the sport. Um, and the long story short is I ended up working with the World Boxing Council. Um, they happened to see me on a Facebook group and they came over and they had a look at me and um, we decided that we were going to form part of the team that started to develop the sport. So in October 2019, went over to to Cancun in Mexico and launched the sport as an official sport and an adaptive sport and from then it's become my passion and I've lived and breathed it um ever since I volunteered 30 hours a week in a in a boxing gym for a year in the lead up to that to learn my craft and I think that's where my passion comes from it now um and I see the difference that it's making to people's lives I see the empowerment that it's bringing um and I'm so excited for the future I've actually just got off a meeting with um, the amateur club, the uh, head of the amateur organisations for Wales over here, because they're looking at taking this sport into the amateur ranks as well. So super exciting. So this sounds like it's super official, which is awesome. Um, but one thing that you said gave Kyle and I pause and we both made a face at each other um, because we were very confused by it. So yeah, you said that um, you were told that you were not disabled enough to yeah, do yeah. adaptive. Can you can you <laughs> yeah. just elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. So they have a list. 
they have a list of conditions. And if your condition isn't on that list, effectively, it doesn't count for a classification and therefore you are an able-bodied swimmer. How inclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were both so taken aback by that because we just kind of assumed that, you know, adaptive fitness and, you know, the Paralympics and things like that would specifically focus on being more inclusive. So it just goes to show you that um, inclusion is difficult no matter I'm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, like no matter what um, type of sport you're you're going for and no matter what group of people you're with. So that's really interesting to me. <laughs> and I think that's actually a really good lead in to our next question, because there was something in particular that I think really stands out about Kakana. We noticed that you guys have such an incredible diversity of body types and this is like really cool yeah sorry (laughs) um in your coaches (laughs) and it's not something that you see in a lot of similar platforms and it's just another way that you guys stand out is this something that you explicitly set out to do is it something that kind of happened naturally yeah uh it was it was definitely something we set out to do in a in a way that we wanted to bring as much representation to our platform as possible. And, you know, how accessible you are and how inclusive you are, you're never, you're never going to be accessible enough and inclusive enough from the 30,000 or from the detailed uh, level, right? I mean, everyone's different and everyone brings a different um, experience. And so the goal early on was Let's bring in instructors that represent communities we hope to reach. They'll be able to bring their experiences to the class as much as the adaptions that we teach. And that'll help us bridge the gap between an individual who has no core, right, or cannot, can't reach over their head. And they'll be able to, based on their experience, help them adapt versus okay, this is what the the handbook tells you and off you go because that doesn't always work. And so our goal was, was that at the outset. And then look, it was, you find, you, you get a couple people, they, Hey, I know this person you should talk to. Right. And then you talk to somebody else. I've, you know, Louise, I, I came to Louise through another member of ours who was taking her class on another, uh, on just off on her own and they let me know about her. So what did I do? I dove in and, and researched her, her stuff. And, uh, before I even talked to her, I had, I had probably watched at least five classes. <laughs> um, that is so cool. but, and you just, you fall in love with people who have the energy and who have the same passion that you do to bring, engaging fitness to, to the, to the screen. Right. And I think, I think you, you know, one thing that struck me, Kyle, when you were talking earlier was, you know, is it just a pipe dream? And and that was always my feeling that it's nonsense to think that someone can look at Peloton or mirror and say, Oh, I wish I could do that. But then the only thing out there are a bunch of YouTube videos 
right? And yeah. it's not a it's yep. not a it's not a linked community, and the brand isn't powerful, and it doesn't the brand doesn't move people and move other companies and other industries, and and doesn't lower the standard of the fitness workout because it's accessible. And so you going back to the instructors, you look for instructors that can move the needle as well as bring different experiences. And, and Louise was obviously one of those, but all of our instructors in their own way can do that, which is super important. I could not love this more, especially because you're absolutely right. I have been using YouTube workout videos for a long time because that was kind of the first place where I was able to find uh, seated workout videos, which is a great resource. But after a while, I get tired of watching the same thing. I get very tired of feeling like I'm all alone and by myself. And, you know, there's nobody on the other end who actually wants to kick my butt at that particular moment. <laughs> exactly. And so that's a really good point. And I think that especially within the disability community, finding that sense of community is so important because you want to see people like you who are out there in the fitness world. And that actually raises a point that I really wanted to ask Louise about. You are part of the disability representation that I feel like the fitness community needs to see. But at the same time, I'm curious, have you noticed progress in disability representation across the fitness world? Or have you felt like you've been welcomed with open arms? Have you tried to kind of carve your own path that way? Or do you feel, um, you know, welcomed more to the mainstream community? Like I said before, um, boxing was my first um, experience of being involved in a disabled community because I was so new to my disability. And the experience that I've had in that time has been that I've been welcomed with open arms. And it has been a tonic. It has been therapy actually through this lockdown as well. Um, you know, because taking the classes online and doing and having that online community has meant that I've been able to meet more people with disabilities, whereby if I was still just doing the boxing, the chances are the people that I'd be getting I'd be seeing are just my own clients and no, no one outside of that base. So yeah, I feel very much part of the, the disabled community now. That's so good to hear because I know that it's kind of, on the one hand, um, a very welcoming and inclusive community, but it can sort of be hard to find your place in the community as well, especially if you become disabled later on in life. You know, I was born with my disability. Kyle was born with his disability. Um, so for us, those sources of community might look a little bit different, but on the whole, um, I love knowing that people are welcoming. But you actually said something uh, that really resonated, especially right now, about virtual classes. Yeah, and how beneficial they are during uh, the lockdowns that we're currently in. Would you mind elaborating on that? Because I feel like that's a really big plus for this platform. My my personal experience with that is the fact that I live on my own. So when we when we've gone into lockdown, that was it. All of my contacts had gone. 
um, the only contact I would have had would be my dog walker who couldn't then come and walk the dog because we were in lockdown. Um, and so this online community literally became a lifeline. And I had the responsibility of delivering classes. So it meant that I kept routine through the, the, the beginning of the pandemic, kept focused, kept myself motivated, which then meant that I could keep my my boxers motivated and in turn that kept us all kind of going so if somebody had a down day we'd be there to pick them up somebody else had a down day somebody else would be there to pick them up and it's just yeah we we feel like we've been through this pandemic together even though we're all across the pond and all over Mm -hmm. and matt i remember you talking a little bit when i was first getting to know you about um you know how the pandemic sort of influenced the direction that Kakana has taken. So would you say it's ultimately been a positive in spite of the fact that the pandemic is very much a negative? Yeah, it, the, the pandemic made us a better company. Uh, it really, it forced, yeah, it, so we had to pivot about two, well, let's see, the pandemic, we went into national lockdown in what, last February? And I'd, we were set to film about 100 videos in March. And so obviously that got scratched. And at that point, we really had to figure out what the best way to, uh, what the best mode was to continue progress with what we wanted to do. And that's where the live classes came in because look, we couldn't, we couldn't get together and film. And so let's, let's start creating a live class that people can do on their own and it will just start that way and keep going. And, and that's, that's where cross cycle came from. Sonny and myself just started spitballing ideas. And then we got a beta class together and off we went. Um, and that allowed us to, to test what it was like to stream and using Zoom. And then also, hey, then we can film these or record them and, and put them on, on demand. Um, and so for us, the pandemic str- strengthened the platform and the, the power of it, right? Instead of just being something on demand, which is a glorified or a, a set of YouTube videos, right? In your own platform. Now mm-hmm. we're both, now we're live. Now you, now you have con, uh, connectivity. Now you have connection to a community. Uh, we get on 10 minutes early. We call it a virtual locker room. Uh, we get on 10 minutes early of every class. If, if the per- individual wants, if the member wants, and we talk, um, and I don't know, Emily, if you got on 10 minutes early today, but you know, it's, it's just, it's a conversation where it could be as silly as what your favorite Thanksgiving side was or what, you know, what adaption you need uh, or as serious as what adaption you need. And all of that came about because of the pandemic um, and, and really solidified, Hey, this can be done similarly to these other powerful brands. We could do this the same way as they are. And I don't know if we would have gotten there that quickly without the pandemic and having to be quick and nimble on our feet. Yeah, I did. I actually took a, a cycling class earlier today, and I've I've taken a few now um, live classes. And 
all already absolutely in love with it. But I think that is one thing that I really like is logging on. And instead of starting up my usual YouTube videos, someone is like, hi, Emily. And then while I'm exercising, someone is like, yeah, get it, Emily. And I'm like, oh, they're talking to me. This feels great. Um, So, yeah. And I think you actually um, raised a point about the pivot that the pandemic caused, because that's something that the disability community has been talking about in, in so many ways and for so long. I mean, so much of what is offered uh, in the entertainment world, in the fitness world, I mean, you name it, um, is not accessible. And there is no option to do things adaptively or remotely or to build up that sense of community. And so I think the pandemic has kind of caused a lot of people to see that the internet is a perfectly acceptable way of forming community. Yeah. Uh, I'll uh, jump in just, sorry to jump in, but um, you know, the interesting part was pre-pandemic, when we were just an idea, I was actually, I was throwing these ideas of streaming and, and doing live classes. I threw them out to a, a lot of nonprofits just to get their sense because they were doing in-person programming. And a lot of people were negative about it. No, individual disabilities can't stream. They don't want to stream. There's no connection involved. You know, the excuses were, were varied and, and, silly and um and it was just another for me it was another way of just saying no what what we've got is fine and i think the pandemic in a positive you know it's a weird way of saying it but in a positive way has has kind of blown open another of these stupid preconceived um notions that individual disabilities can't do x well that's just nonsense and streaming exercise is no different than running for political office or heading a company or, you know, take your pick. Right. Um, and it was surprising to me that, that directors of nonprofits that were part that were serving individuals with disabilities had these kind of thoughts, but you know, it's, it, it showed otherwise because then what, three months later, they're all streaming. So maybe it was just, scared to think outside the box, but the pandemic has really shown that accessibility is not only good for individual disabilities, but for everybody, right? What now people can work from home with no, with no issues. Yeah. You're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. And I'm glad to see, although I wish that the impetus had not been a pandemic, I'm glad to see that people are starting to recognize and respect that, you know, accessibility in a virtual world is so incredibly important. And I also, um, you know, really, really wanted to ask, especially now when it feels so hard to get motivated. um, Do you guys have any tips on motivation? I mean, um, I'm going to, not so humble brag for a second. I've exercised now for 157 days in a row as of today, which is like a record for me. Um, And I didn't used to be like that. That was a very concentrated effort. But I know someone else over here, Kyle. Hey, no, she's right. I, I I have like 
a set of weights that just stares at me every day. And it's, <laughs> at this point, I'm pretty sure it's like making fun of me behind my back. <laughs> it, working out is something that like I love to do, or I, I should say I want to love to do. Um, and I <laughs> just can't find it. And I guess, yeah, do you guys have any tips on how to stay motivated or how to get motivated? Yeah, especially Louise, because I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. I'm laughing because I always think to, to myself, energy creates energy for a start. So if you sat down and you're looking at your weights, they ain't going to move the cells. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying really hard. So once you pick those up, they start to move. It's amazing. They start to move, but then you start to smile. And then you start to think, okay, now now my muscles are hurting a little bit. Okay, so now I'm working. Ah, ah, so this is what working feels like. And then when you finish, you feel tired and you go, I've just worked out. Check me. And that's the bit where you go, right, reward yourself. And I don't mean with a takeaway or a bar of chocolate. I mean, hot soaking, <laughs> a little bit of a pamper. And give yourself little goals but give yourself little rewards. The goals need to be manageable. And if you don't hit the goals, don't beat yourself up because those weights will go back in the corner of the room and they will stop moving. Man, so is this what I can expect if I sign up for Kakana? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay, I just have to tell you, like, that's not even a joke because um, today when I was taking my cycling class and the, the coach, Sunny, she was like, you know, being a badass is a mindset. And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> See, I've never done anything like this before. So it's like well, this whole idea of, of virtualized, personalized fitness is, is very foreign to me. But I got to tell you, uh, I this is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. If <laughs> I was going to say, if you've done one of my cardio boxing classes and you're not feeling motivated after, I'd need to have a word with myself. <laughs> so I, I invite you, Kyle, to do one of the classes and see how motivated you feel about exercise and those dumbbells later on afterwards. All right. I may take you up on that. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, a little bit to what Emily said is, you know, when you're, it's very difficult to motivate when you're the sole person just, you know, moving to a, a video that's just kicking back at you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have trouble motivating to go work out or, you know, do the 530 class or what have you, because it's been a long day. You, you know, you pick your excuse that you can lean on to jump off. But the minute you get onto the class and if you get on 10 minutes early, you're talking, you're talking, you're, you're conversing with other people, you're starting to get this snowball effect. And then off you go and kind of what Louise said, right? It's, it's baby steps. So you get one class, then you get two classes, then you sign up for two more. And all of a sudden you kind of enjoy the company that you're keeping, the connectivity with the group versus, yeah. oh, I have to work out. It's, I get to go hang out. And by the way, you're working out along with it, right? It's not, you're not this, you're not in this silo um, by yourself anymore, which, which I think if you look at Peloton, they revolutionized the fitness industry with connecting people via, you know, virtual, virtual connection. 
and and it's no different with us. Why why does it why do individuals with disabilities and without disabilities have to do stuff differently? Now there's an option. Yeah, now there's an option for everybody. Could not agree more. Why should we have to do things differently? I mean, I think there should be, and I think this is exactly what you are doing, acknowledging that everybody does things differently, but the the programs and the processes should be just as available to anyone. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. Um, so I think, you know, we've covered a whole lot of ground, but we just want to make sure that people can find Kakana and know more about it. So, you know, what's that process? Walk us through that process for how we can find you and what uh, being a part of the community would look like. Yeah. So you can go to onekakana.com and sign up for a free trial. You get seven days free, so you can test run it. Um, we try to make it as easy as possible. So we don't we only take a, your name and email, no credit cards. You're not locked into anything. You simply can just sign up and jump into on-demand classes if you don't want to jump in live. But um, I always suggest take a live class because you don't really get the full experience until you jump into a live session um, and feel what it's like to be in front of the instructors like Luis, like Sonny. Um, but you get seven days. You get seven days free and then off, you know, you get to make a choice. Do you want to continue with the monthly membership, which is $14.99 a month? Uh, and, or do you, you know, you, do you hold off? So. I was just going to say, you said there about, I, you um, encourage people to jump onto a live class. Even for, as from, from my perspective as an instructor, when I jumped onto that first live class to teach and I jumped into the locker room and we were all talking beforehand, that was so lovely and it gave me a, an idea of the kind of community that I was going to be working with as well. And so I was an outsider looking in up until that first day and then, you know what I mean? Um, so I can honestly say to anybody out there, please, please, yeah, give it, give it a chance and come and have a, come and have a chat and come and, have a, and, and see what we're about because there's no pressure. That's the thing as well. No one's going to sit there and say, you have to complete this whole session. You must do it to, to this level. To you know, it's, it's adaptive. You take from the, each class what you feel is good for you. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's the idea is to be together, is to be welcoming. You know, no one's coming into the class and saying and feeling like they have to make an excuse for themselves. You come in and if you want to explain what you can and cannot do, that's that's open and welcome. And and we will help in any way possible. And if you come in and you just want to be a part and, you know, you know, ease your way into it. That's great. And, and that's, I think that's the biggest thing is the community is just so welcoming and it's, it's just so open to what everyone's needs are. And then, you know, guess what, then you're going to get your butt kicked. And, and, (laughs) and that's, and that for, that for me was always the, the main thing is we are not going to lower the standard of, working out and of our fitness classes because they're accessible. The standard's going to be high. The brand's going to be impactful. And it doesn't matter if you're Peloton or your mirror or you're uh, a, non- a nonprofit or 
we're going to push you further to be more accessible, to be more inclusive, because otherwise we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take over. Right. And, and I think being unapologetic in our brand makes people feel good about being a part of Kakana too, because look, how many people go around talking about how great the, their, uh, that Peloton is and how much uh, apparel they're buying. And that's where we want to go. And, and that's the power that we want to wield. So the more people that jump on, the better, Kyle. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you guys are as as much into the community aspect of of Kakana as you are about the actual fitness, which I find very cool. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred. Yeah. So we are nearing our time. And at the end of every episode of The Accessible Soul, it's very traditional to do something that we like to call final takeaways. Um, do you guys have one final piece of advice or information either about you or Kakana that you'd want to share with our audience? You want to go first, Louise? <laughs> oh, I saw that bus No coming. pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want you to know about me? That if anyone... I, I want to be able to learn and understand about so much and so many different disabilities. And because I'm so new to, like I say, my own disability, to boxing, to adaptive sport, I'm open to you guys giving me your feedback. So please, if you know, if there's certain things that you want to look to do when it comes to boxing or anything like that, or from adaptive sport, from my perspective, please just get in touch with Kakana. Let me learn from you. I want to learn, like I say, about different disabilities. And uh, hopefully I can then give something back to the Kakana community. So that's what I would say from me. Mine's a little less uh, nice but it's it's no different. Uh, Louise is is much nicer than I am, anyway. So, <laughs> um, you know, my with arm circles. <laughs> don't apologize for what you want. You know that that I was I was doing a uh, we were I was on a panel the other day, and we there was a wide range of people, and I, listening to everybody talk about their fitness journeys. Don't be afraid to ask, you know, and and don't be afraid to as an individual, as a per, as a as a person, say, you know what, this is what I want, this is what I like, and I'm gonna jump into this full throated, and I don't have to worry about telling someone that I can't do this or I don't want it or I, I need an adaption for for this exercise, and you know, I, I just think that the more people that speak and speak loudly, the better accessibility is going to to move forward, the better accessible fitness is going to move forward. Um, and that helps change minds and that just helps and that helps change companies. And I, I always say, if Kakana is successful, then the likes of these other companies are going to have to make moves towards accessibility. And if that happens, everybody's on the right track. Uh, and and Kakana has done their has done their job, not just in our our fitness and our community, but for the world. So that would be mine. Oh, those were both so good. <laughs> Who cares about being nice when you're being profound? <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
Louise, thank you so much. And Matt, thank you so much. I really honestly feel like I have a new community. Um, Kyle, I'm sorry I roped you into this. Yeah, well, it's okay. I rope him into things. Um, Yeah, but this was just a really lovely conversation. And, you know, I also would love to share a final takeaway, if I may, which is that I don't think that fitness needs to be scary for the disability community. I think that it can be something that you can make work for your body if you want to make it work for your body. And, you know, I'm kind of on my own journey with figuring out self-acceptance right now and figuring out how to be comfortable in my body. And I think that for me, fitness has been a part of that. Um, You know, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm telling them what to do with their own bodies, but I just want people to know that being part of a fitness related community is possible because I think that we get shut out of that so often because people make assumptions about what disabled people can and cannot do. And so my hope is that people recognize that that shouldn't be the case and that the option for fitness, should you be interested, um, you know, should be just as much on the table for disabled people as for anyone else. And so, you know, that's, that's what I've been feeling lately. Have I missed anything, Kyle? I don't think so. I think we've all covered all of every single base. <laughs> so, yeah. So that is it for this episode of The Accessible Stall. And Matt and Louise, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. And Matt, can you tell us quickly how we can find Kakana across the interwebs? Sure. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at one at one Kakana, O-N-E. Kakana, um, and our website is onekakana.com. Awesome. And Louise, where can we find you on social media? Um, Louise Fay, um, and it's WC Boxer, Wheelchair Boxer. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, and TikTok. (laughs) Oh, and TikTok. We're on TikTok. I'm the dancing wheelchair boxer. (laughs) You're way cooler than us. Neither of us do TikTok. That is so awesome. That makes great. <laughs> no, not at all. Congratulations on your 157 days, by the way. Uh, oh, thank you. So make sure you are rewarding yourself. Very much so. I I reward myself at this point with checking a little box on an app every day when I exercise, and it makes me feel really happy. So it's the little thing. <laughs> It's the little thing. But yeah, this was so much fun. And I'm going to officially wrap up the episode by saying that this has been another episode of The Accessible Stall. I'm Emily. And I'm Kyle. And might we say... You look great today. Especially in your workout pants. I was going to say in your workout pants.